What's shaking, Red Nation? This is Jeremy Brenner, and here we are for another episode of the Kiss of Death podcast. And today we have the very first W pod of the season. Yes, we are celebrating the first Rockets victory of the 2023-24 campaign final score. Your Rockets 128, the Charlotte Hornets 119. And man, this it's a great feeling. It is a wonderful feeling to be in the win column for the first time this season. Look, the Rockets, they had some tough games early on. Opening night obviously didn't go the way that anyone wanted it to. And you lose tough on the road against the Spurs in overtime. You lose against the Warriors. The Rockets had a lead within seven minutes that game. So to get these losses to start and to now see that the Rockets were able to make finish strong today because that that was very key. Uh, do want to shout out Jalen Green for the finish that he had in this game. I want to say he had like seven or eight of the ro- uh, final Rockets points down the stretch. You know, the Rockets, they had a lead as big as 18, but the Hornets always seemed to find their way back. They were never enough to take the lead, but they did get within five points within two minutes to go. Uh, but Jalen Green nails that three to go back up eight. And that was really, in in some ways, that was the dagger. Um, you know, then Jalen on the next possession comes in, gets a bucket there. Um, he also makes four free throws down the stretch. So he had eight points in the final two minutes there. Eight points from Jalen of his game high, 23. Uh, 23 for Jalen, 23 on the other side for P.J. Washington. Uh, Terry Rozier and LaMelo Ball. 21 points for Rozier, 19 for LaMelo Ball. Gordon Hayward had 17 as well. And then for the Rockets, Jalen Green, Fred Van Vliet. I want to give this uh, this backcourt kind of some dichotomy that we'll talk about later in the show. But 23 for Jalen, led the team. 22 from Fred, had a really strong first half that really got the Rockets going on offense. And that was huge. Uh, probably the best game Fred's played in a Rockets uniform so far. Shangun had a solid 9, 19, and 7. Dylan Brooks as well. 20 points, 5 assists, 5 steals for Dylan Brooks. 7 turnovers, a bit of a yikes, but 5 steals for him ask for much else you paid the man 80 million dollars to play defense he gets you five steals in a game sounds like a fair trade to me jabari smith also had a nice game seven to ten from the field made three triples 17 points for jabari i thought he had probably the best night of his uh young season as well um but yeah the the only thing that i would change about this game is uh men thompson's injury that was incredibly unfortunate you know only four games in obviously you know any injury is is terrible and uh especially for your your young promising rookie uh i think they said it was a grade two ankle sprain after the game uh that that's gonna if that's the case i would expect him to not play the rockets next game and probably the next couple of games that sounds like a couple weeks if i'm being you know optimistic it seems you know but at the at the same time They'll, they'll get more tests done. They'll see where it's at. You know, maybe it isn't as bad as they had originally hoped. Every ankle, I feel like, is very um, 
every ankle's different. You know, it's some people, their ankles heal a lot quicker than others. Uh, we'll see what Amen Thompson can do. And, you know, I, I would see that the Rockets would be a little bit more hesitant, especially because this is his first big injury with the Rockets or just injury itself. You know, we're seeing with Tari, you know, how how safe they'll be with Tari. Um, I wonder if they'll give that same care to Amen Thompson as he uh, gets through this ankle sprain, uh, you know, sending sending uh, our best to, to Amen Thompson. But yeah, you know, that was that was probably the most unfortunate part of the game. Um, but the Rockets were clicking. They were clicking early, forcing turnovers early on. Dylan Brooks is a huge part of that. And then to see Fred get hot from three, that was huge. And I, I like to think with, with Fred and Jalen in some ways, this is how it worked tonight. Fred's your starter. Fred's your Justin Verlander. Fred's your uh, Framber Valdez. And Jalen Green is your Ryan Presley, is your closer. And he was able to kind of finish the game. That I, I can see how that, uh, you know, analogy kind of makes sense here. I mean, it is the analogy that I created. But, um, yeah, I just think that, you know, Fred's a guy, he's going to keep it, you know, he's not, he's never really, at least from, you know, the the knowledge that I have of him. And I, look, I, I haven't followed Fred Van Vliet as closely as the Rockets over the past, you know, several years of his career. Um, you know, Fred is not like a take over the game kind of guy. I feel like, you know, with Toronto, he was always on teams that, you know, had someone else to fulfill that role. Uh, that's not to say that Fred can't be that guy for the Rockets. Um, and But I think tonight the way it worked is Fred was able to get the offense going and build it on his own. You know, I think it was the last game, the game before that, you know, shot like 2 of 11. Um, yeah, 3 of 11 against um, – or excuse me, he shot 15% against Golden State. Uh, you know, so I think he wanted to come in after that after that poor performance and then really bounce back. And that's a very good sign that he has done that. You know, they, they didn't pay him all that money, you know, to be shooting 15%. Um, they did though, get him to get wins like this, uh, that, that this is a game why you go and get Fred Van Vliet. Um, he, you know, was very strong game set the tone early. And I think that really helped the Rockets uh, get there. And then in the, in the latter half of the game, you know, calm down like he's able to shift the pace shift the tempo whenever he know whenever he can and whenever it's best for the team he's that's the true definition of a point guard and I feel like Fred is is proving his value uh starting with tonight's game that was a big big time performance from Fred and hopefully that's the first of many uh in a rock it's uniform and and I'm really happy to see how uh you know it just seemed very balanced tonight you know all five starters played very well uh, especially, you know, they got those three that they got that three ball going really early. And, and I hope that that wasn't like the reason behind the Rockets winning tonight. Cause look, the Rockets made 21 threes tonight, shot 56.8% from three that, you know, that's not sustainable. Um, you know, maybe they can get to 38%, like that's sustainable, but to shoot 56% from three is, is hard. Um, they did it tonight though. And they, and that is part of why they get this win. You know, Jabari was hot from three. He made three of five. Dylan Brooks made all three of his threes. Uh, Fred had five. Jalen had four, you know, shots were going in and, you know, 
props props to the Rockets for for taking that shot, making the extra pass that they need to to get the best wide open three. Even Jock Landale was in the first half. It seemed like he was you know working on getting some three point looks as well. If he can start making those, that adds value to him and that second unit tremendously. Um, you know, it was Jock Landale tonight was interesting. Obviously, he wasn't making those shots, um, but to see the ability to do that gives me hope. Um, but I thought he was serviceable on defense, you know, uh, 19 minutes for him, just four points. But whenever he was out on the floor, it, he didn't seem like super lost. Um, and, and maybe that's very low expectations uh, for me. But yeah, I just look, I think Jock Landale is going to be fine. You know, there was a lot of talk on the last episode Mike and I did together. Go, go check that out. It was a recap of the Warriors game. If you haven't listened to it already, there's still a lot of relevant conversations that, you know, still matter in in today's uh in today's day and age you know except from three days ago it's it's still now but anyway yeah i just think that um i just think that when you have the group that's going together like i feel like jock landell is part of that and he makes a lot of sense for the roster he really does um it's, it's a shame he got hurt early on but the fact that he's now past that I'm I'm hopeful, hopeful that you know he can keep that health. That that's gonna be a big thing for the this team this year. If they can stay healthy, if, if they can't stay healthy, that's gonna really make a jaded impression of this team. I feel like we won't be able to get like a true gauge of what this team looks like if we're not fully healthy. And we have we haven't seen this team at full strength yet. Star Easton's still a few weeks away from coming back. Uh, but every day we get closer is the sooner. Uh, Tari makes that reappearance and, and this team and the mindset changes a little bit. Um, but now with the men's hurt, um, you know, it's, it's gonna, it's gonna bring on a new variation of the Rockets and maybe someone that benefits from this in terms of minutes is Cam Whitmore. I'm, I'm, I'm wondering, obviously we didn't see it in this game. We saw more of Aaron holiday getting minutes and Aaron holiday had some good minutes uh, as Ryan States, you know, uh, 11 minutes from Aaron, uh, from Aaron holiday, six points for him made both of his three, you know, even his three ball was going tonight. And I do think that we will see more Aaron holiday, but this is an opportunity for cam to maybe squeak in to some rotations and get there. It isn't the fact, like, I don't think people should really hit the panic button that cam Whitmore hasn't played in these first five games or, or whatever, four games so far. It's still very early in the season, and his and his time will come. The Rockets didn't spend a first-round pick to not use him, right? They, they did that, you know, but that was the past regime, you know? Th there is a room for – there is room and there is a space for Cam Whitmore on this roster and in this rotation. Um, but it's a long season, guys. That's another thing to keep in mind. We just watched a quarter of the season so far up until this point, but it's – gonna be irrelevant almost um by the time we get to two weeks from now or a month from now like this it's it's weird how the nba season works but that's just that's just the name of the game but yeah i think i think with this rockets team um you know it, it will be interesting to see how ime works with those minutes and and from what i gauge from what i've seen so far it does seem like it's going to be very matchup based right like if you need a, a legitimate guard in the game to defend another guard, you probably put an Aaron Holiday. 
if you're and if you're looking for someone that can like but if you want to give like say Jalen minutes at the point you know then then maybe you decide okay well let's try let's see what cam let's see what cam's got and give Jalen the ball to run point or run it through Shangun. you know like they they can get creative here and, and it'll be interesting to see how this these next few weeks look uh with the men not in the lineup and i do think that the rockets uh will will see some different results and maybe not for the better because i think i think a men's been solid so far he hasn't been wow factor but he's he's shown some flashes and um i do think that it is a loss for the rockets that a men's not going to be on the floor for a couple weeks it seems we'll, we'll we'll learn more in the in the days to come but it does seem like a men's gonna have to take a seat for a little bit and hopefully that'll open up opportunities for for cam whitmore for aaron holiday it, it's gonna do someone um talk about reggie bullock as well and maybe does he get more minutes with the men out uh he hasn't like flashed so far angelito saying should be waived seems disinterested waste of a roster spot um i think that reggie bullock's like when when the rockets got him i was like yeah i i understand it like i i got it and i and i do think that it was a smart move to bring in a veteran i just didn't know that he wasn't just going to be that you know he's also getting you know decent minutes um you know for the ninth man on the roster i mean he's played you know but tonight reggie bullock dmp and so we'll see how that goes we'll see We'll see how that goes. I personally think um, that the rotation is still very fluid, and that you know that, and we'll and we'll see even more of that. You know, if if Bullock comes in, um, like Bullock might get minutes now because a men's out, or maybe a men, you know, gives takes minutes away from someone like Cam Whitmore. But then when Tari comes back, how is that going to all work out? I think it's all intertwined at the end of the day, and and I think that. It's it's gonna be a by committee thing again. It's like there's no telling what Ime's doing. Like four games is not enough for us to see what Ime's rotations are truly like. And you know, we're, but we learn and we get more data as each game goes on. And I I personally think that end of November is when you can truly get a gauge on what this team is. You know, a lot of other teams. They, they've played multiple years together. They've been under the same coach for a few years. This is Ime's fourth game with the Rockets. So we really don't know what this team looks like. We're, we're learning as we go. And, and that's what's exciting. We, we're, we're figuring out who this team is as they are. And, that, and that's pretty cool. Um, but yeah, I think um, he says, Ryan says, I'm not worried about Shangun at the center position. Look, Shangun's going to have his nights where he's, He's solid and serviceable on defense, and then he's going to have some times where he's not. But I personally think his value as a playmaker and just as an offensive threat, uh, as as a center, he's only putting numbers that that some of the top centers are putting up. Look, I think I think Shengun's a longtime guy, and this is the year that he he needs to work hard because an extension could be looming at the end of the season if he plays if he plays as, you know, as good as he can, an extension's waiting for him in the, in the off season. So this is a big year for Shangun. It's a big year for Jalen Green as well. Um, and the hope is that they both are 
proving that they deserve to be the centerpieces of this Rockets team when they're good again. Um, and, and that's the bet that the Rockets are going to have to place on these two. And, and I think they've shown enough flashes to where I would say yes to an extension for Shingun. I would say yes to an extension from Jalen Green. Players like these don't grow on trees. We're not guaranteed to get someone better than Jalen if we were to replace him. And the same goes with Shingun. I feel like, honestly, it's harder to replace Shingun because I just think that they're he, like they're not the same. Like there's not a lot of players that are like Shingun that are like Jalen Green. And I, I hope that Jalen Green can kind of prove this season why he should be considered that. And I think on a night like tonight, when you are making plays down the stretch, that clutch gene is big. And yes, it's not, you know, it's 23. And like, look, his average last year was 22. So he's right at that average. Uh, he's 17.7 of the first four games, um, 10 on night one. But since the last, since night one, he's at 20 plus in each of the next three games. 20 point scores just don't grow on trees. Um, so I would like to see Jalen Green here long-term. And I would like to see Shangun here long-term as well. Shangun, uh, him and him and Jalen Green are basically fighting for the team lead at this point. Maybe Fred Van Vliet says something um, at some point during the season. But Shangun, he's averaging 19.3, nine boards, seven assists. He's top 10 in assists through the first week. Um, you know, again... It's a small sample size, but you're not going to just magically find these guys. And if you do, it's because you're trading them to get someone better, but you're not doing that either. Right. And you're not drafting a guy because then those guys are, you're, you're going backwards. They need to stick to these guys and go from there. Angelito says, is he the next Pau Gasol? And I would like, I if he is the next Pau Gasol career-wise, that is someone I would love to have. Pau Gasol was a huge part of championship teams. That's exactly the kind of player you want at his position. But I, I think his skill set is is still very unique. Like it, it's very unique. There's a Jokic archetype. I know I saw this, I saw this and people are referring to him as the jester. I saw that on like social media. I don't know if it was Instagram or if it was Twitter, but I like it. I was like the mini Joker, the jester, I feel like I feel like we have the jester right now, and that's a great place to be in. It really is, and um, you know, if if they can figure this out, they can really figure this out. Like a night like tonight, yes, it's against a team that isn't you know isn't considered to be one of the better teams in the NBA. Sorry, Charlotte, but it's a good like a win is a win, especially when it's number one, and you got to figure out what you're going to do to stack these wins. And it's going to be hard for Houston to do that early in the season because you've got a tough schedule coming up. You're, you're, the, you're at home for the next five games, but here you got Sacramento on Saturday, another Sacramento game on Monday. Now De'Aaron Fox has been hurt. Maybe that changes the result, but Sacramento is still a good team, even without De'Aaron Fox. Like that, those will be two very difficult games with or without him. The Lakers come to town next Wednesday. The Pelicans come to town in the first in-season tournament game for the Rockets. And we'll talk a little bit about the in-season tournament game as well. And then you got Denver to end the trip or end the homestand and, and then start your three-game road trip 
that goes at Clippers, at Lakers, at Warriors. It's just not, oh man, like he's like wins are going to be hard to come by in this first month of the season. It really like, so that's why when you need to get a win like you did tonight, you go and you, and you claim it. And I hope the Rockets can at least the very minimum do a split with the Kings. I feel like that would be a success. I feel like that's another like step forward in the right direction. If you can beat a team like Sacramento, a playoff team from a year ago, even if they are shorthanded, that's fine. A win is a win and you move to the next one. That That's how it works in the NBA. It really is. Um, but yeah, I want to talk a little bit about this in-season tournament because it's coming up starting Friday. Uh, November is here. So every Friday and every Tuesday in the month of November is all tournament games, right? They all still count towards the regular season, but they also count towards pool play in the in-season tournament. And the Rockets group in the tournament is themselves and then New Orleans. So that game that New Orleans comes in town for on this homestand on the 10th. So that's a week from this Friday. That's a, that's the first in-season tournament. Then they got to go to the Clippers. That's an in-season tournament game. They got to come back home that same, that a week later, host the Nuggets the Nuggets are also in this group. And then you got to go on Tuesday to Dallas and go play Dallas. So that is four very, very tough games to win. New Orleans is probably the easiest one out of those four to win. If you can get two of those wins, I would consider that the success for the Rockets. We'll see if if other teams, you know, up their game for these in-season tournament games. Or do they just treat it like it's one of 82? You know, I'm curious to see what type of play is going to spawn from this tournament. Maybe it ignites something in the Rockets and it gets them going on some kind of run. If they can, you know, get some big wins against some really good teams uh, when the stage is a little bit, a little bit brighter, the lights are a little bit hotter. So, yeah, I think, but also it's going to be, it's going to be a challenge to win this, uh, to win this group because obviously you've got Denver, um, and they, they've been undefeated up until, uh, tonight they lose tonight, uh, but Dallas is undefeated still. Um, and then new Orleans, they came back to beat OKC tonight. They were down like 20 in the first quarter and they were able to pull one out. So they are a threat as well. Um, and the Clippers, they, they beat the, the Spurs the other night. I think it was by like 40 points. <laughs> So yeah, the Clippers are a threat. They're three and one to start the year off. Um, so yeah, it's, but let's see what the Rockets can do. Can they step up? Can they make the next step? And I think as the season goes on, you know, the Rockets will have opportunities to hit these, hit these milestones. And the goal is to hit more milestones than you have in the past. So tonight was a milestone win number one, and hopefully it's the first of many hopefully it's the first of more than 22 that'd be a hell of a good season for the rockets obviously you'd like more but you want to see progress and i think tonight is a sign of progress so this is a good place to park the rocket ship thank you guys so much for going through this episode with your boy jeremy brenner you can follow the kiss of death podcast on twitter at rockets ffsn because we are the home of all things houston rockets on the fan first Sports Network. 
you'd like to follow me on Twitter, you can do so at Jeremy Brenner. That's J-E-R-E-M-Y-B-R-E-N-E-R. Thank you guys so much for tuning in this episode. Until next time, go Rockets.